Hello and welcome to the January 14th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten, and what a day it has been in the NBA. Absolutely fantastic. I initially got up to hear James Harden's going to be sitting on the pine, not with the guys, out of the locker room, not even in the practice facilities until they get the trade done. And then it felt like I blinked maybe half an hour later, the trade got done. So there was talk about Philadelphia. There was talk about Brooklyn. There was talk about neither of those guys, but eventually it did get done. So let me run through what the trade was. So I'm sure you've heard it by now. You're not going to be listening to an NBA podcast and have no idea that this is going on, but here we go. So the Nets, they get James Harden. The Rockets, they've got Victor Oladipo, Rodion's Kuritz, Dante Exum. They've got three Brooklyn first-rounders, a Milwaukee first-rounder, and then four first-round Brooklyn swaps. The Pacers, they've got Karras Levert. They have also been given a second-rounder. And then the Cavs, they somehow got in there and, and snuck in really nicely, and they managed to swap a draft pick for Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince, which is very, very interesting. So what does this mean? In the interim, none of your guys are going to be playing. So if you've got Depot, you've got Harden, you've got Levert, Jarrett Allen, none of those guys are going to be playing for the next couple of days. They've obviously got to get to their new homes, and then they'll get into the lineups pretty quickly after that. I reckon we're probably looking at maybe 48 hours until they are playing from here. Uh, Games have just finished for today, so maybe another two days after this, and then you should see them in the lineups. So what the new lineups look like, so you've got Brooklyn. They've probably got one of the best big threes in recent history. You've got Kyrie Irving, you've got Joe Harris, James Harden, obviously, KD, and then you've got DeAndre Jordan. What that looks like, I mean, we're going to wait and see whether Kyrie comes back. We don't know where he's at. We know that he's going to have to isolate whenever he does get back. We know that he is not happy with the team. Rumors of him and KD not getting along. Rumors of him not getting along with the whole franchise because he doesn't like Steve Nash, all this sort of stuff. But when Kyrie's on the court, then we obviously know how great he is. The biggest issue is going to be about touches. Right now, in the NBA, the entire NBA, there's only seven active players with an NBA career usage rate of over 29%. Of those seven, three of them are now playing for the one team. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, all with a career usage of over 29%. So doing the quick maths on that, and there's not many other touches to go around. I don't think that they're all going to get their 29%. I think they're all going to take a dip. But I think one of the big winners here is James Harden. If you're a James Harden owner, you would be very frustrated about his output. He'll have some games where he goes for classic James Harden numbers, and then there are others where he'll go for a dozen points, six assists, and six rebounds on bad shooting and not getting to the line. It just He wasn't engaged with the Houston team and it absolutely showed in his numbers. So I think one of the biggest winners here is James Harden. I think he's not going to finish the season as number one overall. I think he's going to finish in the top five. That's for certain. It, it does hurt Kyrie. It does hurt KD a little bit. They're going to have to give up some touches in the interim just to, to kind of get him acclimatized to the new team. And I think that they'll still have a, a top 15 year 
each. I think you're, you're looking at Kyrie and KD finishing the year inside the top 15, James Harden finishing inside the top five, but they're going to be an absolute force. It's just whether or not the chemistry works and whether or not they all stay happy. They'll, they'll have their tiffs, Kyrie Irving probably more than anybody else if he ever comes back, but yeah, I think they look really good. The other one is Nick Claxton. Look, he's not he's not an ad right now. He's still a couple of weeks out. But I think that come the end of the year, he's going to be their starting center. DeAndre Jordan, you know what you're going to get with him. He's going to give you a field goal boost. He's going to give you a block. He's going to give you some monster rebounds. But other than that, there's not much going there for him. So Nick Claxton is definitely somebody to put into your watch list, especially now with Jared Allen gone. There is no other centers on that on that roster. You would probably think this is great for somebody like Joe Harris. They're going to be concentrating all of their defensive efforts on the big three, so he's going to get looks for days. The issue is going to be is that he's not going to get the ball to have those looks. Once he gets the ball, yeah, he'll be able to shoot it really well and he'll be able to, to probably knock down and he'll probably have some big games, but he's only his usage is going to drop and his shots are going to drop. So I don't think he's a hold as much as he is right now. Houston, so... Actually, going back to Brooklyn real quick, outside of if you need boards and, and blocks um, and field goal percentage, DeAndre Jordan's probably the pickup there. And then, yeah, put Nick Claxton into the watch list. Uh, onto Houston. So, as I said, they got Victor Oladipo. So, their starting lineup now looks like John Wall, Oladipo, Daniel House Jr., PJ Tucker, and Christian Wood with obviously DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench. If injuries didn't exist, this team would be phenomenal. They would be Probably another pick three with Wall, Oladipo, and Boogie, but they do, and they're they're running a really fine gauntlet with their team. But Oladipo, I don't necessarily think that his role is going to change too much. I think he's going to get a little bit of a bump up in usage, but he's certainly not going to take over the James Harden usage rate that he had in Houston. The biggest winner here, I see, is Christian Wood. The offense was already going through him quite a lot, and I think that that's now going to be pushed through him even more. He looks so, so good. He plays really, really well with John Wall. They love him there. I reckon he's in for an absolute monster year now that James Harden's gone. Oladipo, he'll pick up some of the ball handling responsibilities to get the ball to Christian Wood. But yeah, he looks really, really good. In terms of pickups, I don't really see any. I think that their rotations are going to stay very similar um, nobody's really going to pick up too much there. Yeah, I reckon that everything kind of stays the same. Then the paces, so they've obviously got Karis Levert into their lineup, just replacing all the depots. So Brogdon, Levert, Justin Holiday, Demontis Sabonis, and my man Miles Turner. Again, Levert's just going to slide straight into the Oladipo role. I think if anything, it's going to hurt. Karis Levert's overall output, I think he's going to play more minutes, but he's not going to be playing with the second unit like he was in Brooklyn. So he's not going to have those secondary ball handling responsibilities and he will drop whenever it comes to assists. He'll probably drop whenever it comes to points as well. He's going to be on the court quite a lot more, which means that he is going to have some big games. But overall, I think that he's he's been hurt by this trade. I think he's a good fit real life though. He is a really, really good player, really, really good at driving the lane, uh, decent defender. I don't really know why they, they did the did the trade, but overall, yeah, I, I really do like the paces 
look and whenever they get TJ Warren back, whenever that happens, I think they've got a really nice starting five there. And then the other piece as part of it, obviously we're not going to go into Rodion's Kurutz or Dante Exum because they're kind of fantasy irrelevant. The other one is Jarrett Allen. So Jarrett Allen, he got traded across to Cleveland. So Cleveland, I don't know what they're doing. They, they've obviously got something in mind. So when it comes to their bigs now, so you've got Kevin Love who can't stay healthy. So I don't know what's going on there. Well, I do. He just can't stay healthy. Larry Nance Jr., Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, Jared Allen. I mean, what a mess. I wouldn't have thought that they would have made the trade for Jared Allen just because they saw an opportunity. They obviously like him. He's only 22 and arguably he doesn't pump out the fantasy stats that Andre Drummond does, but arguably he's probably a better defender than Andre Drummond. Will he start initially? I don't think so. Will he start eventually? I reckon he probably will. And it's such a tough, tough situation. Neither of them can play as a power forward. I would say that they're going to split the minutes and it will come down to a bit of a position battle, but I wouldn't be surprised if Andre Drummond was then shipped out. Where he goes, I don't know. I know that the Spurs were keen on him in the offseason, but yeah. I think Andre Drummond's time at Cleveland is coming up, which is a shame. He will he will still put out his numbers, but I think his minutes are certainly going to drop. Torian Prince, he's the other one. He's just a bit of a throwing piece, I think, to make some money work. I, yeah, uh, maybe he's there to to mentor Isaac Okoro, Chetty Osman. I don't really know. He's he's kind of going to be a bit irrelevant there. They're they're set whenever it comes to their guards with Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. So that's a bit of a, a tough one. So, yeah, it's an interesting one in Cleveland. I I would love to see them pump out a uh, a Denver in the offseason type big five lineup, run with maybe Larry Nance at, at point guard. Then you could roll in with Kevin Love at shooting. I don't know, Jared Allen at small forward, Andre Drummond at power forward and JaVale McGee at center. Sounds ridiculous, but they've got the numbers to do it now, so why the hell not? Um, Overall, really, really big day. I don't see too many pickups for the fallout of the Cleveland trade. I don't really see too many pickups in the fallout for the Pacers trade. I think Aaron Holiday is going to to suffer a little bit, but not too much. As I said, it's a it's an in and an out for Levert and Oladipo. Houston, not so much there. Just Christian Wood, if you can get a trade for him. I don't think any of their owners are selling, but if you can, great, grab him. I think he's going to just go berserk. Uh, and then for Brooklyn, it would just be kind of DeAndre Jordan and then keep an eye on Nick Claxton, who's a couple of weeks off. Um, outside of that, I reckon that's about it. I wasn't expecting to do a another podcast this week after my COVID one yesterday. I hope that that's helped some people. I know uh, a couple of leagues that I'm in have um, have certainly started talking about it, which is great. Whether they do it, I think it comes down to a bit of a, a vote. All fantasy leagues should be a democracy, so put it to the vote and see what the people want. Until then, I am going to sign off. 
I'll be back with my week five waiver wire podcast at the end of this week at some point. Until then, again, if you've got any questions, if you've got any trades, anything you want to run by me, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Fantasyland. I've just moved across to Stitcher as well. So now I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts on Stitcher. So make sure that you are subscribing to each of them. Really help out my numbers as well, which would be fantastic. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe.